You don't sound autistic. Well, uh, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. I'm Rochelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. We like to remind everyone to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they're released. Also, be sure to join the Facebook group. Join the group. Join the conversation. That's uh, You Don't Sound Autistic YDSA on Facebook. We like to welcome listeners from different countries and all over the United States. And everyone new to the Facebook group, we welcome you. Welcome. Um, you can always check out you don't sound autistic.com for old episode show notes <laughs> and links to reference materials and episode posts. Check out the Brain Hugs or Shop to find products we use to manage our daily lives. And for our new listeners, oh, shoot. Rochelle is not ready, so mm. I'll go ahead and say it. You Don't Sound Autistic is a <laughs> emotional mental health podcast. No, is that what it is? It's close, yeah. It is, we are, what are we doing? Where is it? You Don't Sound Autistic is a mental and emotional health awareness podcast. There you go. Each week we do it well. Each week. Each episode we Every, do our best. There you go. <laughs> to represent both neuroperspectives and talk about the continual discovery process of life on the spectrum. Our goal is to illuminate Uncover and transparently discuss life with multi-diagnosis through a multi-generational neurodivergent lens. We follow an open, unscripted, conversational format that represents the real life back and forth of communication and collaboration. Even if you aren't raising the next generation, you'll find the comparisons of the age group helpful in seeing the more hidden patterns in the DNA of your lifestyle and lineage. Excellent. I laugh when I feel guilty. Why? Because every week like, that oh, we record, um, yeah, uh, it's I'm gonna have to change. We were doing so well. I know we were doing an episode a week. We were, and and then you decided to take that class, and you fucked us up. I sure did, but I am almost done. All right, you've almost learned everything. Well, no, all the stuff <laughs> I've learned. If enough. you have questions about anything, no, Rochelle has answers. I've learned enough to know I, I barely know anything. That's what the class has taught me. You have a lot more to learn, Rochelle. Cool. Fair enough. Um, I wanted to address that uh, last week I made a, a boo-boo. Um, I was talking about uh, Dimitri Martin, and I had said, I don't know, now I don't even remember what I said, but I, I know that the word that I was looking for was simile. Oh, and what'd you say? I don't, oh, synonym, I think. Oh, yeah, that's a difference. Big difference. Because hmm. I was I was talking about yeah, and I felt like a complete idiot after I said that, but it's live and I'm not changing it. Damn it! No, and word recall issues are a real thing. And by the way, I was researching re word recall, and the number one thing that uh, I kept coming across was um, deficiencies in omega oils, like the the fish oils. We don't eat nearly enough fish, and I doubt any of us take fish oils. Uh, no, I, I I have a nice glass of oil. Every now and then. Yeah, well, you know. A mega glass of oil. I have it all in the house. I just don't think to take it. So when all three of us start struggling with word recall, I'm like, okay, now if I can just remember to go grab the omegas. I even have, you know, kids' versions of them, so they're all ready for him. 
So, anyways. Him, him who? Declan. Oh, there you go. Little guy. You want to take the kid stuff? I'll take it. Need a lot of it. I'll take 10. Fair point. And I'll OD. <laughs> no, you usually can't. It's it's more difficult to find like- I'll OD on omegas. There you go. But anyways, it's connected to brain activity, like healthy brain activity. Okay. Well, then I will start taking my omegas. I have a whole jar of them. They're probably a bottle, not a jar. Um. So how have you been? Oh, been okay. Thanks for asking. How have you been? Good. Cool. I'm Blake. Are we done? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing I'm going to say is that uh, I, if you are on the Facebook group, then you might have seen that I posted the lyric video to a new song that I did that actually has lyrics. Uh, that's why it's a lyric video. But most obviously every song up until this point has been instrumental only. And the song that will be at the end of this episode will actually have lyrics. It's a parody. I was going to call It's funny because the song is called um, You're My Everything, but it should really be called Rated R for Romantic. <laughs> or Rated R for Romance. I almost changed the title. And I want to make a like a straight up music video. So if you do like the song, let me know. Because if no one likes it, then I'm not going to spend the time to make a music video. But maybe I'll do it anyway and then just punish myself i don't know you should do it anyways because expressing your creativity is far more important than whether or not people like it because not true i need to be i need people okay, to like I, it i know i know you're you have that taurus in you like you need validation but um the thing about it is expressing your creativity is like any tool that you really need to refine and you need to work at it and and your creativity has been expressed in different formats for a while Going back into making videos and is definitely your forte, but you know, making music like this and then making music videos is a different. It's a different expression of your creativity, and just like anything, the more time and energy you put into something, the better you get at it. So whether or not you get that feedback you're looking for with your first project is irrelevant because this isn't an instant gratification process right this is an investment um gratification process so the more you invest the more gratification you get long term so you can't just be like oh well it wasn't 100 percent perfect the first time so i suck you know like that doesn't work this isn't you can't judge it based on the response of the of your the worst response work. i got was from my sister oh yeah i think i don't know if it's like if people just because she's my you know an older sibling if people just don't find their younger siblings funny because I'll make a joke and, and she never laughs at anything I say. So growing up, that's probably one of the reasons that I uh, struggle so much because, you know, like my family in general, they're just like, you're not funny. Um, and so I, I, I shared the song with her and I was like, did you listen to my song? She's like, I did. And I was like, what'd you think? She was like, yeah, it was, it was okay. But the problem is, is oh, and and I was like, it was okay, and she's like, sorry, Blake, it was the best song ever. Mm. I was like, thanks. So that's the kind of response that I get. But did you pick a part? Did you say, okay, how was the music versus the lyrics, or was it just the content? Like, did you ask additional questions? No. Well, then. Well, if you don't, if you don't, if if you don't like a song, or if you you know, if you're not into it, like I don't know. Like, 
she just said it, she's like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, but but you're asking um, you're asking a loaded question at a multifaceted creative project, and for something like that, you have the right to to get feedback on different levels or pieces of it because. You know, she could have liked the music and been turned off by the content of the lyrics or she might have liked the way you delivered it. But again, didn't like, you know, what I mean, like you don't know which piece of it. So when you say, yeah, I like that song because it's such um, a catch all question in order to say, yeah, I like the song. You have to identify with every beat of it, the 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 musicality, the beat, the you know, the instrumental piece of it, the way it, that it's sung, the person who's singing it, like you have to say yes. And all of those things have to vibe with you to get someone to give you the response that you're looking for. So that's almost an unfair. No, I just want them to say they like it. Yes, I know, but that's not <laughs> how it works. So in this case, you know, if you went back and go, well, was it this or was it that and made her think about it. In fact, I've been studying um, how to ask questions the who what when where why questions because of course I'm in a homeschool study avenue now with Declan and um, if I just say if I ask him why then he doesn't actually have to think about why he's giving me a specific response so I have to I've been learning how to ask why questions without actually saying that word and be like oh well do you do you like this piece or do you like this piece or, you know, breaking it apart because by breaking it apart to ask the same question, he's actually forced to think about what his remote, his emotional response really was and give me a more honest answer. Because when, and you, if I said, um, if I asked you a question that was generic, you know, like Blake, do you like pickle sandwiches? I love them. Why? They're delicious. Okay, you gave me an automatic, non-thinking answer. I thought about it really hard, actually. Thank Why you do you like pickle sandwiches? Is it is it the vinegar of the pickle or is it the crunch? It's the deliciousness of the sandwich. Is that better? <laughs> I'm not illustrating my point very well, if that's how you are able to answer it. but Yes, okay, Rochelle, I like the crunchy, garlicky, vinegary deliciousness of the pickle. But you see what I'm saying? If I just say why, then you get to not think and throw me back an automatic re response. And we're not actually having a conversation at that point. But if I ask you a more specific question. Sounded like an answer to me. Well, it's easier if you were to say no to something. Like okay, she ask, just, me, ask me again. Ask me something I wouldn't like. What's something that you don't like? Okay. Um, oh. Blake, would you like a penis sandwich? The answer would be no. <laughs> no. Blake, would you like to watch West Ring with me? Love to. Liar. <laughs> You're lying. I, I have watched West Ring. I don't want to watch every season over and over and over and over and but over But you won't again. even finish it the first time. Blake, would you like to watch Grey's Anatomy with me? No. Why? Because it sucks. Okay. <laughs> so then I would say, oh. Why does it suck? No. I would be like, oh, what is it you don't? What is it that you don't prefer about Grey's Anatomy? Is it the cast or is it the content of the show? All of the above. You're just being a pest to be my my point works even though you're doing your best to screw it up. That's my legitimate response. It's not my fault that your theory is uh what's the word I'm looking for? False. I think you're just not wanting to think. 
No, I know why I don't like that show. Makes my weenie shrivel. Yeah, again, you're just creating <laughs> a narrative that just looks like a bug in a rug. You're not answering the question. Either way, actually, you are demonstrating my point because you're not actually answering the question. You're just throwing some sort of diversion at me to, to get me to stop asking. All right. Anyway. It's a great song. Lyrically, that's the thing. Like When, when I listen to it, though, because I got to hear it without lyrics... And then I can separate out, like, I don't mind being the butt of the joke, you know, in the song, but. Um, Pun intended? No, but sure. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, I would like to mention or uh, point out the fact that if you listen to the last episode, 65, that the music at the end of that episode is the same pretty much. It's the same instrumental that I used to uh, write the lyrics to for the for the song that I'm gonna play shortly. Cool, that's yeah. cool. So you can always go back and and listen to the instrumental without the lyrics to compare. If for some reason that's something that you're interested in. Okay, so fast forward. So let's say that's been three weeks out. Are you going to? assess your next creative project based on the response you do or don't get from this one? Yes. Why would you throw your power away like that? What do you mean throw my power away? You're deciding whether or not to invest in yourself based on whether other people resonate with what you've put out. So you would deny yourself self-investment time because someone else isn't there. To me, the the biggest enjoyment I get out of making videos or making music or any of that stuff is to watch, a, mo- usually to watch other people listen or enjoy it. Okay. Or, you know, and hope hopefully they actually do enjoy it and not just go, yeah, that was good. Okay, but that's but but if you're relying if you're the only source of enjoyment you're getting from it is based on someone else's reaction, this is the same paradigm that this is the same trap that you run into with punishment, right? Because if you're going to change the way you do something because the other person didn't give you an approving response and therefore you interpret it as you're not okay to be yourself, then and there was a there was you know there's confusion about this word punishment and and I understand the definition of it and we need to be very careful because we've been enslaved by definition for a very very long time and there's so much definition that we're searching for in order to find our identities that this is a this is a slippery slope but being aware of the nature of a definition is not the same thing as unilaterally applying it to something and then playing the victim. So if you're putting someone else in the position of approving or rejecting you, and then therefore you make the decision to change who you are because of that person's reaction, they now have power over you. You no longer have your own power. You're changing yourself because of someone else's response. I'm trying really hard, but I think I stopped listening somewhere. (laughs) I okay. caught, I missed the middle. No need to repeat it. <clears throat> Just the last five words. Why give your power away? 
Oh, that was five words. It took me a second. I, I'm not trying to give my power away. But the way to take your power back is to say that you are creating, you're expressing your creativity because it matters to you. If someone else happens to like it, great. Bonus. But you can't do it because of someone else's approval because you'll 100% be dependent on other people to approve you. You're going to need those other people to give you permission. Do you need their permission to go to the bathroom or to go drive to the store when you need something? I do when I'm at work. <clears throat> That's different. At that point, you're signing up for those hours to work with them through their parameters. But I'm talking about in life. How do you navigate yourself through your own life and your life decisions? What? How do I navigate my life? Right. I just do it. But that doesn't apply suddenly to your creativity? You have to have approval in order to no, just I mean, do I'm, it? It's, I, I keep making music. It, 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 it's not like I'm not making music. It just makes me feel a lot better about it when people like it. 100%. And that's a bonus. But that can't be what stops you from being you. Like The only person that is punishing, if you stop doing something because someone else didn't give you the approval... And they didn't understand it or they were responding to you as a reflection of themselves and they missed it all. If you change who you are because of a response you get from someone else, then the only person who's being punished is you and the person punishing you is you. So it's really important to understand the actual dynamic of what mechanisms you're using to make decisions about when it's okay to be yourself it if someone doesn't accept you for who you are then know that and move on but don't make decisions to change who you are because you didn't get the response you wanted the only person who can who really should ever make you decide to change you is you okay so that's part of what don't give your power away if you if how many songs do you think people have put out, like actual recording artists? That, how many albums get put out where no one listens to any of it and they hate it? And it's second or third or fourth album that gets picked up and all of a sudden they're a world sensation. But they were an artist and they got their absolute heart crushed in the first couple of albums that nobody heard. Or same thing with authors. Most authors don't get picked up and become famous till the third book. But it's not like they put less effort into the first and second books. Fine. I'll make three songs, and if they're not successful, I'm quitting. Again, you're setting yourself <laughs> up with the I'm disempowerment kidding. loop. This that, is That was a joke. Okay. All right. Four well songs, and then I quit. <laughs> Overachiever. Do you right. see what I'm saying? Like the investment, any investment you put into yourself is never wasted because you're putting your time and energy into yourself. But if someone else happens to like what you do, great. That's a bonus. But it shouldn't matter. So then should I not share it? You can share it, but but don't pin your feeling of success on the responses you get. Pin the feeling of success on the fact that you completed the song. It's what you wanted and that you posted it. And, and that's like you were in charge of every single one of those steps and you did it. You completed it. You met your goal. How it's received is beyond your control. You know what's frustrating is so I have a TikTok account. Yeah. And um, one of my most viewed video is me reviewing hot sauce. Yeah. Well, you're pretty funny at that. It has like 1700 views. And I spent five minutes making the video. 
and I don't know how long I spent working on the music and um, crafting like the lyrics and everything for the song and then making a video for it and it's got 46 views. <laughs> okay, yes, but now you're comparing time and and time is just a it's just a construct. It doesn't really mean anything. Like you're capturing creativity and plus you're talking about completely different formats. Did you put your song on TikTok? Yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. Is that what has 46 views? Yes, that's what I just said. Oh, I thought you put it on a different format. I thought you put it on something else. I put it on YouTube. Check out Blake Fertig on YouTube if you want to see the lyric video. And then I also put it on my TikTok. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, either way, if you're looking to go viral overnight, I mean, most of those, again, you go back to content creators. Look at someone that's got a lot of followers and it's never their first video that you've found them on. It's like their 30th video. Yeah, okay. The point of it is to build your own personal momentum. The questions to ask are, do I like doing this? Do you like making music? Yes. Do you feel fulfilled when you're making music? Sometimes. Is it something you want to continue investing time in? Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, I've made hundreds of tracks. I've just, I only release a small smidgen of the ones I actually make. Right. But the the question is like, is this the area in the creative realm that you want to build momentum in? I just like being creative in general. I know. And, and I think the more that you spend being creative, the more you're firing and wiring your brain to think about things that you like. I mean, that's actually helping you heal in a lot of ways. Okay. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not going to not make music. I'm happy to hear that. But I'm also not necessarily going to make like a cool music video for something that 46 people are going to watch. No, you got to find your way. I mean, you'll use different parameters to evaluate that, okay, I want to do more of this and less of that. Like it's all a trial and error until you find your way back to who Blake Furtick is. Okay. And who is he? Well, you're on a self-discovery path still, right? Are you are you on the reinvention or are you still self-discovering? A little bit of both. Okay, well, that's the right way to be. At, at that point, you're going to kind of teeter-totter between the two till you figure it out. You're going to kind of calibrate it and add a little bit of that and add a little bit of that and, you know, figure out where you go. Very insightful. I don't want to get too specific or I'm going to say more sentences and then you're going to glare at me. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for keeping the sentence to a minimum. <laughs> um, I w- can we move on? Please. We've been spending a long time talking about this. Um, in the last episode, I think I also mentioned the dude at work. Yes. Um, how he keeps patting me in the back. Well, he's upped his ante. And now he's grabbing my muscles. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I have muscles. You do. Um, I was at, I was wa- working an aisle with, with him and this uh, other employee. And she had said something about lifting something. And he went to like grab my bicep and like squeeze my arm. And he's like, yep, he's got muscles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, don't fucking touch me. Like, I, And I still didn't say anything. 
I'm just at the point now where I don't I don't want to communicate something that should just be obvious. I just want to hit them. But anytime you say the word should or hear the word should, you know that's a judgment. You're judging what he should and shouldn't know, and it's not universal. In his, He'll know it when I punch him in the head. He will, but his generation was not raised where that was a should. More than likely, his generation included those types of physical contact during conversation as part of the social norms. Remember, most social norms haven't been written down and they change from generation to generation with, you know, no real roadmap. So the problem is if you don't have a way to look at the new, most people, let me say this differently. Most people don't update their social norms. They just carry them with them as they age. And it becomes glaringly obvious as there's more and more distance in the generations. I mean, you can make full videos now on the differences between how each generation will respond to you, like, and communicate. So touching someone and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that harmless physical interaction, that was just part of the social construct back then. Yeah, I disagree. I don't like it. Will you disagree with the statement or you disagree that it should be? You don't like it, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't true when they when they were. I don't know what age their social norms are all. I mean, that's usually in school, early 20s. It's like between 10 and really 25, 30. That you learn not to touch people? You learn not to touch people. He didn't. You weren't raised in the same years he was. Because yeah, he, he never got a knuckle sandwich. That'll teach him. Yeah, but you're impl- you're taking what you want and you're expecting it to become a social a, a, a written rule that he knows about socially. And I'm telling you, he doesn't. And he'll be shocked when you finally figure out how to address it, like whether you tell your manager or finally just get mad and yell at him. He'll be shocked. He won't understand why you're mad. Good. That's fine. Maybe he won't do it again. I'm not really going to hit this guy, by the way. Like I know to. you won't. I just want to. But but the fact that you just expect him, like he should know to do this, that's that's not true. And well, and that's what I disagree with. I think he should know. How is he supposed to know? Someone should have told him. He wasn't raised right. Really? Yeah. But we're all raised differently, especially from generation to generation. All right. So. What if what if what if uh, I just walk up and grab a lady's butt? Can I do that? Apparently, in some circles, you can. That's how I was raised. Well, some people have used that argument. That's ridiculous. Well, I agree, but they they use the argument nonetheless because there are because that's my point. Depending on the social circle in which you were raised in, those things became the unwritten rules, and they just shift over time. It's not like they're ever. It's not like anyone ever puts out a new memo that goes, "Here's the new written rules, guys." And the, I mean, the same thing with eye contact. That's where that's the generation where eye contact's like you have to look me in the eye so I know you're paying attention to me, and it's a matter of respect and all those rules around eye contact. Same group. I just stare at people's crotches when I talk to them. <laughs> I bet that goes over really well. All these things have shifted because enough people with voices, are, with with activation, like have really come through and said. Hey, I want this to be different because my experience is different and this is how I feel about it. And the world is like taking, you know, they're, we're all in, everyone's in different phases of being able to accept that or speak up about it. 
this is one of those topics and it's an important one for you. Yeah, I mean, I just, it bo- it boggles my mind. And then when I did mention it, they were just like, say something to them. And I'm like, ugh, you don't but understand. But you have to know the audience of the person you're saying it to. You have to evaluate if the person you're saying it to has the social understanding to understand actually what's happening. The person you said to, I don't believe does. You need to find someone who's older who understands more of what you're saying. Who's older? Him. He's the older person. He's the oldest person that works there. I mean an actual supervisor. They're all younger than me. All of them? Well, one person's older than me. And I I definitely don't want to talk to him. Okay. Well, then someone with more experience. Someone with more management experience. All right. Than the I person. Know. I don't know. I don't know who that would be. Maybe I should hire someone to punch him. <laughs> Okay. The point is that That's how I was raised. It's okay. A hitman. It's okay that you're experiencing like a conflict avoidance over this, not speaking up about it, but that's the truth of it. You're you're experiencing conflict avoidance because you don't want to have to have the conversation. So because you don't want to have the conversation, you just want him to automatically telepathically understand it and that's yes. never going to happen. I give him a look. It's not going to happen. A stern look. He has no idea how to read that look. I guarantee you that stern look meant something He's not else. doing it to everybody, just me. I know, because in his mind, he thinks he's building a social connection with you, and that's how he was taught to do it. That's my point. I'm telling you, I'll just give him a fit B. That'll, that'll change his, his attitude. I'm sure it would, actually. The old fit B. <laughs> it's just important to understand all the different components, because... You're getting more and more upset by something because it's not resolving, but you're also continuing to dig your heels in and avoid the conflict of resolving it. You don't see the thing. That's that's the thing, you neurotypical. You don't understand what it's like. I don't understand what it's like. And I'm not pretending to, and I'm not telling you that I do. I'm just, I'm just calling a spade a spade. You are avoiding the conflict, regardless of why, and I'm not judging you for it. Uh-huh. But it is what you're doing. Because how else would it get resolved? If you're not going to say something or say something to someone else, you just want him to magically understand that you perceive his generic social touch as obtrusive? It's not gen- who touches people? It's not like... Uh, yeah, it's weird. Am I, the, am I alone in this? Sound off in the Facebook group. No, I'm sure it's not alone. I don't like being touched either at this point, but... But I also have been in work situations where people come up and they pat me on the arm or they, you know, like touch my shoulder or or like, and I, you know, forgive me, mom, but I'm throwing you under the bus here. My mom is of his generation and I'll be driving with her in the car. She's got my full undivided attention. We're alone in the car. She's driving. But every time she has a new thought and she wants to say something to me, she has to reach over and touch my leg. Oh, got an oh, oh, and every single time she has to come touch me. To get my attention, to be like, to make that social connection because they were raised in the same world of rules. Drives me absolutely freaking insane. I want to punch a window. I'm like, mom, I'm right here. You don't have to hit me. Like, she's not hitting me, obviously. She don't have to touch me to get my attention. We're talking. That's we're, a little different. I mean, it's annoying, but. It's the same premise. Yeah, but and it's the same social. That's your mom, not some dude you just met. No, I'm only 
I'm I'm using her as an example because I have permission to. But she, I have worked with several people in that same range, and they have the exact same touch connection <clears throat> habits that drive me through the roof. Okay, it's been universal. I've seen it universally. I've, you know, how everyone does it is a little bit different, um, but it's not an uncommon thing, unfortunately. I'm sad that he can't read your social responses, but I are you throwing the mask up really fast or are you just going stoic and like just doing your best to manage how uncomfortable and upset you are, which is what I would be doing. I uh, he he's just he's just a clueless dipshit. Yeah, so you have two choices. You can continue to sit and stir in your discomfort or you can figure out how to say something and self-advocate. Mm-hmm. You can leave him little notes in his locker like, hey man, please don't touch me. I mean like, I, there's, that I don't. sounds passive aggressive. It is, but it's, you know, it's not an ideal option, but it's an and option. And he doesn't have a locker. I'm obviously figuring out how to make it relevant. Ooh, I could poison his coffee. Oh, that sounds really passive aggressive. <laughs> Oh, maybe not poison it, but like it's just aggressive. I could give him uh, like Dolcalax or some, you know, some like. He's not. How is he supposed to make that connection? He drank coffee and had a biological response. Then when he runs to the bathroom, I'll be like, "Bet you'll never think about touching me again." He'll never make that connection. That's too far of a leap. No, but I'll yell at him when he's in the bathroom taking so a shit. So you can yell at him when he's running to the bathroom to take a shit when you think he's actually going to listen to you, but yeah, saying but th- because, something... Because then he, I, I can escape. I can flee. <laughs> okay. Back to conflict avoidance. Whatever. It it's would work. Not a, it's, look, I appreciate the vulnerability. Okay, how about I put a little note underneath his coffee cup after I put the laxative in it that says... Um, Enough of this shit. That's funny. (laughs) The resistance that you're carrying around because you feel like you have to defend and arm yourself against this guy and this this now predictable, continual physical offense is doing more damage to your body as a whole, like who you are. You now have to carry this resistance around every day because you know it's coming. That's resistance that's taking energy that you could be using for creativity or, you know, connection or goal setting and goal seeking. I mean, things that you need for yourself, you're wasting your money, your emotional currency on resisting this guy because you won't just say, hey, man, I don't like to be touched. I'm sure you don't mean it aggressively, but I don't like it. Can you stop? Like, imagine the relief you would feel if someone... Do you want me to go to work with you and just wait for him to come up and do it and I'll say it? Because that's usually what happens. Yes. I'm usually your voice in those sense. I mean, when we're in interactions with other people, you tell me what you need and then I'm I'm the voice in the middle of the transaction. Is that what you need? I'll run and hide and then you do it. I'll stand right there and I'll be like, Terry, he doesn't like to be touched. And he'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And it'll be done. It'll be done just that fast. Until he does it again. Terry, do I need to go get my wife? She'll beat you up. At that point, you'd make a joke out of it as long as somebody, you know, cut the tension with a knife and explained what was actually happening. But the more tension you're building and building, it's it's actually hurting you. It's 
making it harder to process your own life or decide what you want to do or make decisions for yourself. I mean, how helpful would it be to have more emotional currency to make bigger decisions for yourself? Is that something you want? Yeah. Sorry, caught you at a bad time. I know I'm, you've been up for a long time. I'm yawning. Um, yeah, I would... Obviously, that's the thing, you know, when it comes to autism that I'm that I've learned and then just things I know about myself and you know when I reflect back to my youth that you know advocating for myself is it is is always been difficult I mean <clears throat> a lot of kids do this but it's something that I find that I, as an adult that I do as well and I think it's an autistic trait but you know, like for like when I would go to uh, if if I was trying to get like a friend to stay the night, okay. Um, and they were over at my house, and I, and they were like, "Go go ask your mom." I wouldn't say, "Mom, is it okay if Joey stays the night?" I'd be like, "Hey, mom, Joey wants to know if he can stay the night." <laughs> oh, indirect. Because now you're putting. You're just the middleman at that point. Yeah. So you, that you're kind of saving yourself hey, from feeling the rejection of her telling you And no. what's funny is that I was trying not to say his name, but you you did say his name. The dude's name from work. Did I? You did. Oops. Um, but if I was to go up to him and be like, hey, man, does, does my wife have to come here and talk to you? My wife wants you to know that I don't like to be touched. Yeah. Just so you know. I'm fine with it, but she is not. She doesn't <laughs> like it when I'm touched, okay? She doesn't... It's just, it's just weird. It's These weird. These are her muscles. <laughs> That's a really indirect way to do it. Look, if you can figure out how... I'm not judging passive-aggressive. I'm not judging indirect. I'm not saying, you know, don't use... Obviously... If you're so frozen in the moment and it's the you're deciding between standing there in your resistance and your fury or saying something and it and it comes out indirect or a little passive aggressive, I would personally as an emotional healer, I would urge you to take the less restrictive response, even if it's a little indirect and passive. Because See, the problem is that I don't I can't go. I can't in the moment say, I'm sorry, but I, and I understand that you probably don't recognize this, but I have sensory issues and issues with, uh, uh, struggle with people invading my personal space. So for you to, you know, like I can't do that. I can't go. No. I and I don't think that. you should at first. I, I just, my, my initial instinct and I have to stifle that is to be like, don't just don't fucking touch me. Right. That's, I know. That's how I feel in the moment. Which is why I said if you if you have an option that's more indirect or even passive, um, that's... Don't fucking touch me, please. How about that? How about please don't touch me? I can't say fucking. I mean, you can. You're wearing your work clothing in the middle of a work setting, so it's I'll up to you. I'll whisper it. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, please don't touch me. I don't like it. I can explain why later, but right now I'm triggered and I don't like it. And you don't even, you don't, re, you're not required to explain anything to anybody. 
All you need to say is, hey, I don't like to be touched. Please don't. That's all you need to say. You own, you don't owe anyone if an you, explanation. The problem now is that he's done it so many times that if I'm like, then all I would, of a sudden I'm like, hey, or all of the sudden, as Rochelle would say. That's right. But all of a sudden, proper English. If I'm to say it, isn't it now like, no, oh, where's this coming from? No, no, because you're like, look, I've done my, but I've tried to talk. I can't do this. Any- like, I can't do this. Like, I'm sorry, but you continue to touch me and I just keep thinking it's going to stop and you don't. So please don't touch me. You can say that. Okay. I mean, I don't, I'm hoping you, you can, but I'm like, you, one can say these things like, hey, please. Just How don't about touch I me. make a note? What if I have a note ready to go? Why don't you make him a music video? And you just play it for him. You can't touch this. <laughs> can't touch this. You'd be like, here, dude, I made, I made you a video. Here, watch this. Please don't touch me, you douche. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you have the right to just create a boundary and be like, I can't tolerate it anymore. Please don't touch me. I'm going to make business cards. Please don't say, touch me. I don't like to be touched. And then, and then if he touches me, I'm going to hand him one. You know, it's indirect. Actually, that's not... I'm sorry. I'll take that back. That's a direct way to do it. You don't... How we communicate doesn't always have to be vocal. That's why the entire... What, gen- if, I, what if I wear a pin, like a badge, you know, like a some flare? Yeah. Like a big pin that just says, I don't like to be touched. And then I could just point at the pin or the button. If he, if he touches me and say, like, did you miss the button? There, These are all direct and soft ways to do. Communication is such a broad channel, you know, because there's there's so many ways to communicate something. Verbal is obviously one way, but it's not the only way. That's why, you know, there's an, there's entire generations that, you know, will focus more on the written text. You know, that conflict avoidance is not something that is isolated to even neurodivergence. I got a better idea. What? You know those um, like seeing eye dogs or those com- like uh, support animals? Yeah. How they have like a sign on them, like a vest. Yeah. That says like, don't touch the animal. Right. I'm going to get one of those for me. There you go. I'm an em- emotional support, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't touch me. Yeah. Don't pet me. Right. And don't feed me. You can also just put your hand up the next time you see him reach for your body, you know, and touch an arm or a shoulder. He was behind me. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, okay. He's touching my back. He's not rubbing my nipples. I didn't say that. I didn't go nipples with it. But I'm just saying if you see him reaching out to touch you, you can just put your hand up also and back away. and be Every like, time he's done it, he's behind me. That's controlling. Like, I don't. He was standing behind me and then reached around to grab my arm. God. Well, then there is no like, oh, uh, it's it. That's why I'm saying I'm like, whoa. And I've done that. I've said that. That's about as far as I've gotten. Is saying, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But he's probably just perceiving it as that you were startled because he was behind you. Turned on. Which he's probably doing on purpose so that he doesn't get rejected. Because then you can't stop him. I'm just saying you're putting a lot of energy into resisting this guy day in and day out. And that's energy you need for yourself. Like, how are you doing with your depression right now? Not good. Well, you're spending a lot of money, a lot of emotional currency 
on a problem that is not an easy one to solve or a fun one to solve. I'm not minimizing your experience. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal what you're experiencing. But the longer you put off figuring out how to self-advocate, the more you're draining your accounts for other things you're trying to solve, like your depression. So then in the moment, you almost have to look at him and decide what's more important, resisting him or, you know, having that for yourself. What? Having that energy for yourself. Okay. Like who's more important in that moment, him or you? Me, obviously, but that doesn't mean that I have the capacity to defend myself in those moments. And I'm not, I, and I understand, and I'm just trying to give you as many different options because sometimes it's not something you can do in the moment. You freeze. You're just so alarmed and taken back and just upset that it keeps happening. I'm not good in the moment. When I'm actually mad and you hear that I'm mad in the same moment that I got hurt, that's years of me working on being able to articulate what I'm feeling because typically I, I relate to you so much because I'm the first person to freeze and then spend the next three weeks wishing I'd said this, you know, and not being able to. So this is something I actively work on. I, I there's, you know, I don't always feel like I do a great job at it, especially when we go back to the word recall challenges we talked about at the beginning, but Every time I try, I'm getting better and better at representing myself and actually being true to my feelings in the moment. And it just takes a lot of trying and trying and trying and taking and those opportunities keep coming. You know, it's not like the triggers have ever stopped. So, I mean, the th I think the thing that's d difficult is if if he were bullying me. You know, right. like something that was more blatant, it would be much easier to self-advocate and to be like, hey, I'm being bullied. Like, he's pushing me down or right. whatever. Um, but I don't know that we have to draw the line that far. I mean, this is such a... This is a really tender topic. I, I had a point. Oh, sorry. Because when I was in middle school, there was a kid that um, was in my choir class, and for a week straight, we had a... Uh, I was going to say a temp. That's not what they're called. Substitute. Um, yeah, substitute teacher. And she was completely oblivious to the fact that this kid who is was a year younger than me was like fucking with me in class and like sitting behind me and like flicking my ear or like calling me names or throwing paper at me or you shooting spit wads at me or whatever. And I kept saying like, you need to stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. And then... It came to a head on like that. If that started on like a Friday or a Friday or a Monday, the f the very end of that week um, or the next week, whatever, uh, we walked out of class and I was just like, I've had it. And then we got into a fight and they beat the shit out of him. Sure. Because you let it explode. And then I got in trouble. Right. And then my dad came to the school and was just like, my son's been getting picked on and no one's done anything about it because I talked to the teacher and she's like, oh, just ignore him. We didn't have great coping mechanisms for any of this. We, you know, for years, there's no doubt that what we're experiencing now is the need to course correct a lot of shit. A lot of things where we were told to bottle our feelings or we ignored things. I mean, this is just, again, you know, massive symptoms of childhood emotional neglect. And, and 
and not just by parents, by anyone who just wanted the situation to be compliant so they didn't have to deal with it. It's, it's avoidant, conflict avoidance in so many places in society. It's scary. It's scary. Asking an autistic person like yourself to stand up and use your voice in the moment that you need to, to explain your discomfort and do so knowing that in the past you've been not received well for it, right? And either dismissed or downright, you know, pissed somebody off. So then they come back at you with their anger. I mean, you don't have a lot of confidence in this process because your entire lifetime you've been basically set up and taught not to advocate and shut up and take it. So it's a huge mountain you're climbing there's no doubt about it. It's a heavy one. But it's such an important one. Because for you to reclaim your individual power, you've got to be able to back people off your territory and kind of face some of those things so that you build that up for yourself. There's no doubt learning this skill as an adult is difficult. It's a challenge. The next time he touches me, I'm just going to drop trout and start masturbating. <laughs> okay, well, then there's the, um, you know, professional aspect. You have to decide. And then say, look me in the eyes. Well, actually, I <laughs> encourage you to keep thinking and daydreaming of all these different ways to react because maybe something will come up in your mind that is actually applicable. It's both professional and effective. I'll put a little hat on my penis. A little cap. He's not looking at your penis, though. He will be when I'm masturbating. Oh, well, yeah. Chasing him down. <laughs> Touch my arm now. <laughs> Strong you visuals. Think, do you think that'll uh, get him to stop? Again, I'm not sure he's going to make the connection between, like, if you don't... If we're Ooh, what if I pee on him? Why is your penis involved in this? He hasn't... In I just think it should be involved somehow. I'm just saying. <laughs> is it a male thing? Like, Yeah, I'm going to pee on him. Okay. Claim my... I was like, hey, you're claiming your territory? I'm claiming your, your my territory. Well, while I think these ideas need some work, I encourage you to keep... <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that so <laughs> professionally. Well, I believe your ideas need some work. <laughs> Masturbating and urinating are probably not the best methods of, of approaching this. <laughs> no, but I... I, I do this for a living, you know, <laughs> emotional therapy. I do encourage you to keep thinking of different ways that you can address this discomfort when it happens again. I'll pee in his coffee. And one day you're going to come up with something that's both directly connected to the event that you're comfortable saying or doing that starts to resolve the problem. Keep Keep thinking. You'll figure it out. But... Just stop resisting at all because... We, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I just keep thinking of funny things to say. Uh, if I keep thinking of... I, I'm going to go back to another Dimitri Martin joke. Okay. Because he talks about, um, you know, people... Because I'm, I'm, I'm I was just thinking, I'm like, at least he's not tickling me. Oh, God. Um, right. I'm like, I hope it doesn't escalate to that level. But uh, Dimitri Martin makes a point where he's like talking about um, if someone asks you if you're ticklish, I have the perfect response for you. Because if someone asks you if you're ticklish, they're going to tickle you. Mm -hmm. So he says, what you say is, 
Are you? They say, are you ticklish? And you say, I have diarrhea. <laughs> and yes, I'm very ticklish. Okay. <laughs> so maybe I'll do that. You know what? Adding humor, using humor to diffuse this kind of situation would be a brilliant idea provided it's you know still work appropriate i'll be like hey you know how when you cat when you cat when you pat a cat on the on the butt and its little butt goes in the air Mm -hmm. when you pat me on the back my butt goes in the air (laughs) keep keep playing with that keep playing with that that's what she said i'm just that you're funny i know I never, I can never get into that's what she said. Every time I do it, people are like, wah, wah, wah. I don't know. That was perfectly applied the way you just did that. I mean, but adding humor to it would be like, hey, you're going to tickle me next? Like, why do you keep touching me? You know, you're very See, fun- I wouldn't jump to tickle. I'd be like, what are you going to stick your finger in my butthole? Yeah. Why do you always go below the belt? He's not touching you below the armpit, you know, like stay Stay up here with it. He's going to, the minute you take it below the belt, you're going to lose him. Because his intentions are not, his intentions are just. Buy me dinner first. There. How about that? There. See, now you're, now you can start playing. Yes, that's, that's my word. See, then it's too playful. And then he'll be like, oh, 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 and think he can do it again. Yeah, but once you got the mood playful, then you can turn around and be like, okay, I'm not kidding. I Seriously, really, don't touch me. Like, really, again. I don't like being touched. Once it's playful, now you've changed the energy of the moment, and there's no more of this, you know, fear of rejection or however he's going to take it. But that's how I would do it. Like, I would have to say, like, seriously, buy me, or buy me dinner first, and then be like, seriously, never touch me again. Yeah, please don't touch me. Like, exactly. That would be a great segue. Right. See? Didn't take you long. Just, and then you reclaim all that energy you're wasting because you're just wasting it. On, on I really feel like giving him diarrhea or masturbating is the way to go. Well, that's revenge. Like you just want to make him suffer because he's making you suffer. I might as well have a good time while it's going on. <laughs> well, you do you. <laughs> okay. Oh, I will be doing me so hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge. I'm not, I'm not gonna masturbate. Not I, right now. Oh, thanks for the distinction. Just wanted to clarify. Okay. Uh, but problem solving is like that. But but once you find something that works, I mean, just think of how much more mental and, and emotional capacity you'll have to put towards thinking and feeling about things that actually make you feel good because none of this makes you feel good. And anything that doesn't make you feel good is draining you. And we don't have lives that can afford to feel that drained. Like you need to be able to take as much of your own life and use it to enhance your creativity and 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 heal from all the drama we've already been through and the the trauma. I mean, you know that the minute you feel resistance, your body's going into fight or flight. You literally stop healing. We know that. We know that the sympathetic nervous system shuts down creativity, shuts down relaxation, shuts down healing, shuts down breathing, shuts down digestion, shuts down everything. So take it back. Take That's what I mean. Take your power back. Decide how you're going to spend your physical, emotional, mental energy. And don't let someone spend it for you just because you're building up to something you won't resolve. Okay. We have a few minutes left. What else do you want to talk about? <sighs> I got nothing. Go for it. No, really. My mind is hard or blank. You want to talk nice about... Well, the way I wrote it, because I was trying to think of like why my nights suck so much. Okay. 
Um, and again, it goes back to that concept of emotional currency. And I was thinking, I was like, I'm masking during the day. And it's kind of like with Declan, where at least I th- it, it feels similar, where he, you know, was going to um, daycare or whatever. And then he comes home and he's like, oh, I can finally be myself. And but like have to unload all the ugh from the day. Right. And escape into things like TV or toys and not that toys are bad, but. No, I know. But it, I think it's it's like if you spend your emotional currency during the day, then you come home and you're emotionally bankrupt. And, you know, I wrote I wrote in other words, I'm spent. No pun intended, but really pun intended, I guess. Yeah, it's um, true. It's but, literal. But the but the the idea being that, you know, you. You, you spend the whole day just trying to manage to get through the day and then you get home and it's like, oh, fuck. You know, these are the, and, and you know, the I wish, well, I, don't, I wish I had enough emotional currency to get myself through the entire day, I guess, if I was wishing. Um, but I was going to say, I wish that it was the other way around, you know, that I was able, because the people that I really want to be able to, and well, I mean, I don't know if that's true too. I was going to say the people that I really want to be able to, I just don't want to be, I feel like shitty at the end of the day and, and, and tense and, and that's when it's like, okay, it's time to be around family. And there are, I mean, there are, it's not like it's every day, but like there are days when it's okay, but there's days when like depression hits or like I'm having anxiety attacks during the day and I'm not able to come home and just kind of relax like I just feel like I'm like fuck I'm so jacked up and tense right now mm-hmm. and I end up saying things I don't mean and mean mean things and then like the next day I'm like fuck and then yeah. I'm just it's like a vicious cycle because then I feel bad about myself um I don't you know like who I am in those moments and then I don't know. I just feel like I'm not I'm not able to be like who I want to be in the moments that I want to be myself. Have you heard of recharge breaks? It's a concept in ADHD and it's by Dr. Berkeley and I think he calls it something different, but it's basically like um he's an ADHD expert. Uh he's an MD, Berkeley. Yeah. Um and he's got a lot of things out on TikTok. Now, his perspective is very ADHD focused and he's got really brilliant things to say. Um, so, But when you start applying in autism, some of the advice doesn't quite carry over so easily. But So just there's my disclaimer. But he talks about the importance of knowing when your dopamine is out and how important it is to teach an ADHD individual when you're feeling spent that immediately like the next chance you get, you need to go take 10 minutes and just zone out or do this or do that and intentionally like reset your brain and, and do so so that you can kind of get back to where you want to be. But he also talks about the importance of understanding when your physical body is just out and that you have to sleep because um, there are, times that the reactions that you just mentioned 
are because you're tired. Like we, you came home fine. We had a great couple of hours, but now your body's exhausted. And then you, the, you're going to go back into those old habitual responses. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that you didn't do anything right. It's just that, you know, you're, you're tired. And so that's where you have to start looking at the food that you're eating. Is it high quality? Are you getting nutrients from it? Like, a new study, I can't remember which university put it out, that said if you're going to get the actual nutritional content per day that you need because our current food is so nutritionally depleted that you have to eat 27,000 calories a day to get your nutritional How many? value. 27,000 a day, which is impossible to do. So you have to be supplementing with high quality. Watch me. Whole food. Well, yeah, you could. High quality, not synthetics, like you need high quality nutritional supplement. And then you talk about like you're in a high stress environment or you're you're physically moving all day long. So now you need different nutrients because you need more of other things that you're burning through, like your water soluble vitamins. Like you've got to start looking at yourself as an entire intake output machine. Like what are you bringing into your body to give it that fuel to build the capacity? Is the food giving you capacity or is it diminishing your capacity? How are you processing your emotions? Are you... Are you avoiding them or are you actually experience, letting your body feel them so you can process them and move them out? Those are things that will drain your energy. How are you sleeping? You're sleeping, at least, because for many years you weren't. Right. So, and then are you exercising? No. And heck, have you heard of- But the- I am getting, but I'm getting a ton of steps in every day because I'm, I'm moving around at work. Yeah, and you're getting a lot of muscle contraction in there as well because you're lifting and twisting and you're reaching and, you know, you're stalking. You're doing a a lot of stuff. Have you heard of the HOPE molecule? You know I haven't. (laughs) Okay. Well, this came out a little bit ago. Um, I'm currently looking at a, a journal article from the Oxford Academic and it this is a physical therapy journal and i'll post the link when i can but it's basically that they have dis- they have learned that when you contract your muscles our muscles secrete what they call the hope molecule so it's literal um how do I say it? Like it's I'm trying po- to like positive energy. Yes. Try and find a excerpt of this that isn't so sciencey. Um, this is thrilling radio. Thank you. Let's all listen to Rochelle read in her head. Yeah, I don't know. And how to do go. That. Yeah, thanks. But regardless, I'm just going to have to summarize it and look it up. Look it up then because obviously I don't have time to figure that out at the moment. But but it's basically the more that you will contract your muscles, the more you will release this hope molecule, which they've specifically um, linked back to depression, anxiety, um, chronic medical disorders, mood disorders, even suicidal ideations and um, quality of life. I mean, all things that can be. Yeah, we all know. 
exercise but, is good for us. Yeah, but it, but I it bothers me so much when everyone's like, oh, exercise, exercise, and it's like, okay, but it, but the process of exercising can have so many other limitations or other challenges with it. But to know that it's the contraction of your muscles. So now, if that's the mechanism. Now you can go pick the exercise that works the best for you in which you're contracting your muscles. That's the point I'm trying to make. Maybe it's lifting weights. Maybe it's a stair climber. Something, you know, more specific than just, oh, I just have to go exercise. Because when I tell you to exercise, you go look for your P90X videos and you try and go all hardcore, you know, and go from like zero to 60 overnight which is which is really damaging to your body but knowing that it's just contracting your muscles means you can take babier steps to get there and still get some really good results that's I, my I point. don't have p90x i have insanity oh my god you know i don't they're interchangeable it's potato potato oh they're not p90x requires equipment i don't know that insanity i just just needs this bod great do the insanity they're both intense that's all i know and they're both a heck of a lot of work that you know, they're more of an intermediate. Well, when I was doing Insanity the first time, I got in really good shape. I know. You looked amazing. You felt amazing, too. Looked, as in past tense. Thank you very much. That's an appropriate Me assessment. Me and my chins are offended. <laughs> okay. Well, you and your chins go be go work out in Insanity, then. I will. But all you need to do is contract your muscles. You don't have to put yourself through that high, rigorous workout in order to achieve the benefits. Do you see? That's what I'm trying to create smaller steps so that you don't have to work yourself up to climbing a mountain because we've talked before about how you're setting yourself up to fail if you make your big your goal too big right off the bat. You've got to work, you got to build that momentum. So just figure out a way to contract your muscles in a way that builds the momentum that brings you closer to your step. You try and go all out like that and climb Mount Kilimanjaro and the first time you turn on insanity, you're never you're never gonna make it. And all you're gonna do is throw yourself into an unfulfilling, you know, loop of seize now I can't do it and then it's not gonna you're gonna feel worse off than when you started. Do people climb Mount Kilimanjaro? I have no idea. It was just a name of a high thing I could pronounce. I would have said Mount Whitney, but I don't know if everyone knows that one. Oh, I guess you can climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Hmm. I was going to shut you down, but apparently you can. Um, thanks for Google. You know what uh, country Mount Kilimanjaro's in? No, cl- no clue. Okay, neither do I. I didn't see it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I know what con- I know what continent it's on. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm going to keep it to myself. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let's see. What time is it? Time to go? Or no? Should we talk more? It's up to you. Do you have a... Are you still doing News Minute and Pop Minute stuff? No, I mean, I I might go back to it. I think the thing is that I was just like, if someone listens to this in a year, you know, and all of a sudden I'm talking about the Oscars from 20... What year is it? 23? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, That it's going to just feel dated. I mean, it will, but it also gives context to... What's going on in the world at the time we recorded? Yeah, so but either perspective or true doesn't really matter, you know. Again, potato, potato. I guess if something really pops up, I will say that you know we um, I watched most of the Oscars the other day, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really. I'm not going to say his name right. I always say his name wrong, but uh, Kihei 
uh, oh my God, I, now I can't even think of his full name. Quan. There we go. Is it Ki Hui Quan or Ki He Quan? Damn it. I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. The kid from the Goonies. I do. And uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And yeah. uh, what else is he in? Shit. He's in uh, Encino Man. He's got a small part in Encino Man. And then he was just in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once and won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, it was really cool. And I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis won too. That and, was awesome. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser and uh, who won for Best Actress? I can't think of her name. All right, I got to look it up because it's going to drive me nuts. I knew her name yesterday. Oh, I don't know, but she's the... She's also in the same movie. Everything, everywhere, yeah, all at once. Yeah, the three of the four were in that same movie. Yeah. Oh, Michelle, Michelle Yo, is that how you're saying it? Her oh name? yeah, right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, everyone in that movie was good. You, you haven't seen it. Nope. Have you? Yeah, I own it. Oh. God. Um, cool. Yeah, it was a good. I mean, it, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I gotta I have to watch it again because. People were like, oh, my God, did you see that movie? And I'm like, yeah, it was really weird. And they were like, oh, my God, I thought it was so great. And I was like, I thought it was okay. But I thought the performances were good. But it was just, it's it's kind of all over the place. But I guess that's kind of the point of the movie. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was cool that, uh, you know, they that the, the three of them won for that movie. And then uh, Brendan Fraser won for The Whale, which I still haven't seen yet. But I've heard good things about it. So I'm probably going to end up watching that soon. Sure. That's the end of my pop minute. Otherwise, I thought it was a good Oscars. I mean, I thought, yeah. you know, oh, it was, it was longer, but I don't think that those awards needed to be cut out. You know, I'm it's one night out of the whole year. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Actually, I didn't. I, I do feel like it's some of this. I don't know. Like there have been there, there's some Oscar years that are great. Some sometimes, you know, it's, it's kind of hit and miss. Not as many people are watching. Like when I was a kid, it was a huge thing. Like a lot of people watch the Academy Awards and now people are just like, Oh, those are still on. Yeah. Well, I mean like everything is just more isolated now, you know? Yeah. We don't have necessarily the same sense of community. We used to, things are more fractioned. Everyone's kind of looking at their own stuff. Fractioned. Yeah, meaning like if you're not totally into movies, then you're not going to it's not going to occur to you to watch the Oscars. It's not like everyone so many Yeah, but why would you wa I mean if you're not in I'm not going to watch the the video game awards, you know what I mean? I mean, I like playing video games, but I'm not so necessarily going to watch an award show that dedicates itself to, you know, the best game of the year. I'm like, but, I'll make that determination myself. We have so many content creators on the planet now that you can really specialize in what you spend your special interests. I mean, the whole world is special interest based at this point. Yeah. More so than it is community based. And so whatever your special interest is, that's what that's what hole you dive down. And, and I mean that, you know, creatively and positively, but it just means we the ability to tune out things that aren't part of your special interest is now easier. So I think it's more of a reflection of that than and then most people don't have cable anymore. Like, you know, just even. Yeah, but I, I know we were able to watch it the day of, but then I think it was on Hulu the next day. Right. So people that really want to watch it can still, you know, cord cutters can still watch it if they have Hulu or absolutely whatever. Oh, sorry. And then all the clips that end up on YouTube. There's just so many ways. Like before you had to watch it that night. 
and that was it. There was no other way to reproduce it. So everyone had to watch it in real time. Oh, I mean, I like watching it the night of because I don't want people to tell me who won the awards. I want to watch it as it's happening. Right. But someone who's just mildly interested in it would pick up the, you know, dozen blog articles about it the next day. Right. So Yeah, if you just want to read who won, I mean, and then I, you can watch the individual speeches that you care about. Because, right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the handful of speeches that are actually worth watching, so many people just get up there and read off a bunch of names of people that you don't know, and they thank God, and they thank their mom and dad, and they get off stage like they're not remarkable speeches they're just kind of generic well they're just living the moment for themselves they're not making it about a thing you know someone who's going to have a speech that makes it about a thing is someone who's won before well maybe not necessarily leonard dicaprio won his oscar and he started talking about climate change i think yeah well he's yes i agree and he should have won several before that in my point ah, but i used the word should so oh. i'm judging up oh, you're judging, judging. My hope is that he would have won prior, but yes, he's, you're right. And, but like I said, that's, everyone's in their own, everyone experiences the moment differently. So what we witnessed is how those actors experienced the moment, you know? So it's just that we just, I'm proud of them for being, for just being in the moment. I mean, so overwhelming. It was emotional I had to go take medicine in order to watch the dang thing because you were already laughing at me. Like those, those, mo those shows are so emotional and I see it and my brain just processes it. Like it's all my emotion. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Rochelle, we were watching the Oscars and there was like a, what was it? There was a Volvo commercial. It was full of individual pride, and, and it was it might as it might it, it might as well have been that if you remember, like back in the day, they had that that uh commercial with the sarah mclaughlin song playing in the background um it was like spend all your time waiting yeah that plays that in my head actually chance. yeah but that's what it feels like when i see those things and you see like the puppies and I the cats see the personal pride and i see the extent of accomplishment and and my brain sees that and then my body feels it and then i react to it as if it's my own feelings and i had to go run and take my you know, my my herbal medicine that helps me to disconnect that part so that I could just watch it like a normal person. But I'm over here crying that like a Volvo commercial and you're making fun of me like you're supposed to be my support guy. It's but it's hilarious. Oh, it doesn't feel that way when my brain can't discern it. And it feels like my own sense of pride that I would feel for my own friends or family. I mean, like, I'm just saying the commercials over and it's like, uh, are you in a new Volvo? <laughs> and Rochelle's like, oh, God. I don't care about the Volvo. It had nothing to do with the car. It was all about the emotion that they were trying to portray. It worked. Like, it worked on me because that's how my brain handles it. That's this, I, That connection for me is very active. It's hyperactive. And now she drives a Volvo. I don't. <laughs> and every time she gets in the car, she cries. It's not about the car. It was about the rest of it. All right. I'm not dead inside. I, I, I I'm I not over dead inside. I didn't say you were. I just said I'm not. I all feel right. it all. I didn't make a comparison, didn't bring you into it. Just because I think before I feel. That's called intellectualizing your emotions, which is a strategy, a very dangerous strategy. It can be helpful in certain situations, not to say it isn't. It has its place. But if you become 
habitual at intellectualizing your feelings, you'll never actually feel them. And if you just intellectualize everything and you don't allow yourself to feel them, you'll never heal them. You have to feel them to heal them. That's how it works. The brain and the body are codependent. You have to have stimulation for the brain in order to grow and develop. And so you have to allow your body to feel all of those hormonal and chemical changes in order to process what you're feeling in order for the brain to respond with the appropriate neurotransmitters to process Whatever, and you credit a car commercial. Let's move on. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> At least I understand why, okay? I own it. I know. That's fine. It's funny. Um, all right. I think that's uh, a good place to stop today. Sounds good. All right. So as I said in the beginning... Uh, make sure that you uh, remember to s- subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they are released. Join the Facebook group. That's You Don't Sound Autistic, YDSA on Facebook. And again, thank you so much for listening. We'll keep- Thanks for hanging with us too. I've only got a couple of more dedicated weeks where I have a big distraction in front of me, but I'm almost to the point. Thank you. <laughs> I'm almost through the bulk of my my course that has been well, and part time of it, prohibitive. It's, it's that, but it's also the fact that I, you know, I I'm up at four in the morning, and by the time, you know, by the time I get home, the only days we could really record are, I guess, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, right? And it's not always, it's not always, it's just not always possible because sometimes I come home and I'm just so exhausted and I'm ready. Yeah, sometimes to go to you're sleep. asleep by three, and you've had a cold recently on top of it all. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but my I'm, I I feel like when I was listening back to the because uh, at the beginning of every episode we do a little you know a little test test just to check the microphones. After that one episode, which I can't remember which episode that was, but the recording was awful, and it was because it was going through Rochelle's um, webcam. Oh yeah, instead of through the microphones. But oh, that was a God. long time ago. No, I know, but still. But now I'm paranoid because of that, so I'm always like, we have to test the sound. And I was listening back and. Um, the sound check and I was like, oh, my, I can, I sound nasally, more nasally than normal. Oh, wow. So, all right. But, um, yeah, we're going to play that new song for you. And again, if you want, you can go to YouTube and look at the lyric video because, uh, the lyrics, um, I don't know. I don't know if they're easy enough to understand. Hopefully they are, but you can just go to YouTube and look up my name, Blake Fertig. That's B L A K E. F-E-R-T-I-G. He has a lot of other cool videos on there, actually. This isn't the only one to check out. Like, oh, that's right, because we have like our birth announcement video. Yep. And some of those are pretty fun. Um, and then there's the little hot dog videos that I made. <laughs> I actually showed those to Declan, and he was laughing. That's funny. He was like, you're a hot dog. How'd you become a hot dog? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. It's uh, it, it wasn't easy. I covered <laughs> myself in mustard. Um, but yeah, so uh, the new music will be coming soon. Um, but yeah, we'll again, like Rochelle said, thank you for sticking with us. We'll keep making episodes um, and hopefully we can get to a point where we're making them um, back on track more frequently. Yeah, back on track and doing it more frequently. But uh, so uh, having said that, we will be back. I'm Blake. I'm Rochelle. And I was going to say I'm autistic, but you already know that. Cue music. Cue the music. Are you ready? ready? Baby, you 
Watch on my motherfucking everything. Listen, I wanna tell you this right now, baby girl. I wanna give you a kiss. I wanna grab your hips. I wanna feel your lips. I wanna give you every inch, not just a tip. Now I know you think I'm perverted. I think it's only because of the way that it was worded. What I really mean is that I think you're great. Now bend to a girl and make a booty shake. Baby, you should know that you're my motherfucking everything. Okay, stop. I wanna tell you more. We're married now. We have a son who's four. He's potty trained now, so it's that great to get titties out so we can celebrate. I'm sorry. About romance, just give me one more chance. I just think it'd be romantic if you let me into your pants. Baby, you should know that you're my motherfucking. Let's rewind when we met for the first time. You were looking so damn fine. I'm in a beeline for your behind. That girl from online's gonna be mine. Now let's fast forward to the present tense. It's like your booty surrounded by an electric fence. Baby, you should really be open minded to bust up. But it's tough to find love. So let's head our bets, let's not second guess Everybody tries and you should too Coming up baby, that means you What do you mean I should go first? That shit sounds like it would hurt Maybe baby you should really not consider butt stuff Someone let me do my love and dish I wanted to get up in your itch I really would've settled for a kiss Is that too much to ask? Jabba lava dabba dabba do Even making sense to you If not, let me get back to the point Cause I'm in the chorus motherfuckers Let me just rock this joint Baby you should know that you're my motherfucker You think I'm perverted? You think I'm perverted? Listen, you think I'm perverted? Yeah. Girl, I wanna give you a kiss. Baby, you should know that you're my motherfucking everything. Hey, I'm back from the musical interlude. Apologies if I was being rude. But I do feel strongly to see you knew what it need to improve my attitude. I need to make it clear now about the way I feel. Girl, I'm on my knees now. Showing you the sex appeal. Baby, you should know that you're my motherfucking everything. Say a happy wife means a happy life So let's ignite the night within a course delight I wanna penetrate the conversation Or should I be leaving it up to your own interpretation? You're looking for a warm connection Can I have your attention in this direction? I also think I need to mention I'm harboring a massive erection Baby, you should know that I am harder than a rock now This song's about romance 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 Maybe you should know that I think it's fantastic I could be with a girl that was all made in a plastic But I love you girl and the booty's bombastic What I'm trying to say is I think you're a classic I hope you didn't mishear my lyrics I was just trying to keep you in high spirits Intercourse is still pending But it's your chance to get the happy ending Every time I look at you I know that you're my everything I just wrote a song for you and girl I cannot even say Baby you should know that you're my motherfucking everything <laughs>